around, friends, new and old, and welcome to the Pow Wow Podcast. We are your hosts, Philip and David. Yes, welcome any new listeners to the to the podcast and to our little uh, powwow here. We we do invite you to pull up a log and hop right in and join the conversation. You can always get, find us on our social media accounts under powwow underscore podcast. We've got a large discussion as well as previews and uh, recaps of old episodes. We try to put up the scores of all of our old games and also... Also, we love hearing interaction with you, the fans. We love to hear whether you have a topic that you'd like us to discuss, whether or not you hate David's beard. I don't know why you would, but how are you, David? How goes another week in your life? Very good. It's been a really good week, actually. I'm I'm feeling feeling nice, as as good as things could possibly be under the circumstances. As as that's kind of what I say a lot of the time, but but I feel like this has been a really nice week. Under the circumstances being and surrounding COVID? Is yeah, that- COVID, the fact that I don't have a consistent job. But I am like I am getting to spend more time around dogs, and that makes me really happy. Hey. Yeah. Now, we, now we had a production meeting earlier this week, and you, you had a fun story that you were telling me about how you walked uh, your dog. You were walking your dog, and you were, you were, it was constant. You would just be like, hey, Scooter, Scooter, get back here. Get, get out of that dirty water. Stop drinking it. It's probably toxic. You're going to grow a third eye. Whatever. You're walking your dog. And all of a sudden, uh, like near the end of the call, you're like, hey, I, I got to go. I've, I've, I've got an extra dog here. And I said, I'm sorry. And I, is this a Lady Gaga situation where you lost, where somebody gave you a dog or somebody oh, ran wow. off with dogs? No, it, no. In fact, it wasn't. It wasn't my dog at all. It was a, a friend's dog um, that I I walk around lunchtimes because uh, she works uh, far away. And so, okay. um, but but yeah, there were just like all these dogs that were swarming in that little area. They'd all run away from their owners because because I had the frisbee, and so I just ah. attracted all these all these other dogs, and uh, they all wanted to. I guess they all wanted to catch the frisbee. So. That's hilarious. You were you were like the lord of the dogs. You brought yeah. forth all the dogs. Yeah, Your one frisbee, frisbee bring to all the dogs to the yard. <laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It was a lot of fun, so. And I get to do that um frequently. All right, this is that slaps. Every week we want to bring you guys some form of media that we've been listening to or watching. Uh, throughout the week, um, and usually it'll probably be songs, but who knows? Maybe in in some way, a movie can slap as well. So, Phil, why don't you? Well, no, you've been going first a lot, haven't you? So you know what? I I'm know, gonna take I it have. first. And I was so ready because I think the past couple weeks I've been doing. I did a TV show, and then I last week I did a movie, and I was ready to go back to a song. And then today, I watched Sound of Metal on Amazon Prime. Yes. Have you seen it? I have. It's tremendous. It's very it, it good. It really is incredible. It, it it I just I I just adored that film. It was it was um it was just tragic and beautiful and and like heart-wrenching and I just I loved it. The acting is phenomenal. Uh it's so well made and you really should check it out, especially especially if you I feel like I'm getting into the Oscar the Oscar mood now, so like oh, I, yeah. I might I might be coming at you with a lot of movies, but yeah, 
the uh, sound of metal. If it were if it were a song, it would definitely slap. It sla- slap me hard. Yeah, you're dipping your emotional toes into that Oscar hot tub. Yeah. All right. Uh, my that slaps comes from a discussion last night that I had with some friends where I want it that way from Backstreet Boys. I think is the perennial annual forevermore that slaps because that song maybe that or don't stop believing maybe that's the og but this one is 2.0 i want it that way from backstreet boys is is just tremendous even if it's just to spoof it even if it's just you're listening nobody nobody turns that off it's it's fantastic absolutely wonderful karaoke song i and actually i have a story about that song um, I right. it, I was watching. I went to with Jake Corlang, our our bass player for for this very segment. Uh, we went to go to the movies back in 2014 or something, and in we the were watching. Times. Yeah, once upon a time when the movies was a thing, we went to go see Let's Be Cops, which is a stupid ah. comedy, and and we were we were like, this is either going to be great or it's going to be terrible. And the the movie opens with that song, and so we both looked at each other and we were like. It's probably going to be pretty funny. And yeah, we, we enjoyed it. That, that song has no reason to be as good as it is, and yet it is, and I love it for it. I absolutely love it for it. So our main topic today concerns around this idea of, quote-unquote, too soon. Uh, it's, a, it's an idea or a topic that's come into repeated repeated interference with me and I've I found myself asking and having an inner dialogue David of whether or not something is too soon to comment now of course I think it might be easier if we start off this topic defining what the idea or the concept of the of the statement too soon is so I think it's best described as a main topic, a popular topic, has, occur- uh, has occurred, and we, as a, as a global society, are determining about whether or not it is okay to poke fun or have comedic commentary on said topic. And the discussion about that is the idea of too soon. If somebody can put forth the words too soon to whatever you responded or commented to the idea or discussion or forum of the topic, then they, uh, then it's more than likely that you did not practice good taste and timing for the, for the topic at hand. Would you agree with that definition, David? Uh, yeah, I think so. So I think that it's come into play for me this week through a couple of main topics that I think we can really help to break down and in doing so can help set some sort of some sort of guidelines, some sort of standards for everybody to have for themselves, have a document, a manifesto. You know, you're going through Twitter, you're going through Facebook, you're going through Snapchat, whatever it may be, and you're just going to you're just going to write down, have a bullet point list from myself and you, David, and we're going to we're going to give it to you. I, I think that that would merit a successful podcast and a successful podcast. Listen to anybody listening to us right now. Would you Would you agree with that, David? Yeah, I would. Yeah. All right, fantastic. So let's start out all the way in Orlando. Senator Ted Cruz. Mm. Yes, he went to CPAC this this uh, this past week 
after having a contentious week before that. And uh, he opened up his, his, uh, his speech in CPAC, or at CPAC, saying, quote, I gotta say, Orlando is awesome. It's not as nice as Cancun, but it's nice, end quote. Now, of course, this is him cracking jokes about himself and his now infamous trip to Mexico during what is a deadly winter storm that, that ravaged and went through Texas, leaving many without power, some without water, some with burst yeah. pipes, uh, even, yeah. unfortunately, people, resulting in yeah, death. People died. Yeah, mm-hmm. in, uh, in Texas. And during that point in time, he, of course, left with his family to take a visit to Cancun. He, of course aired on the side of caution and came back the next day having an entire well, weekend. Well, he came of... back on the next day after he had received extreme criticism in the press. Uh, sure, sure. We, he yeah. would he would say that it was due to some thought process of, of regret right. and thinking, well, whatever. Okay, who knows how, why he did it, but it, he, he was criticized and then he came back, so. Sure, sure. And I, I really don't, nec- I don't, we have other topics that we're going to be discussing. So I, I'm trying to, and I don't think we need to make it purely political. It's more so this idea and the breakdown of whether or not, of perhaps can a person go too soon on their own fiasco on their own uh dilemma that they're going through okay i think we can look at this from a a few different perspectives i i really don't think this is a political issue i I think this is just a matter of of decency okay so i think that in general there is a line that one shouldn't cross uh in in many different subject areas that line i also i'm a firm believer that in comedy that line is way further away, you know. Like I, I really think that the borders, like when, when you're when you're when you're doing comedy, it changes, and and you really have to allow things to n- not let things sink in. It's just comedy. It's supposed to be light, just laugh and whatever. But this is not comedy. Obviously, this is not Ted Cruz is not a comedian. I think that you should be able to laugh at yourself. I think you should be able to make jokes about yourself, but. This, again, was different. Um, I think that what happened, there was definitely some mileage gotten out of it from the, you know, the late night comedians. People have already made jokes about it. But when it comes from Ted Cruz. From the source himself. Who's like, yeah, the source himself. Like, dude, you did that last week. That's still fresh. People died. Okay. Um, it's then it's never going to sit well with people because... I think that the only way that that's acceptable, that he can make that joke, is if it's in the context of a sincere apology and a, a statement of regret and like, haha, yeah, Cancun, Cancun's great, you know? Like, isn't Cancun great? Aren't I an idiot for going? Like, I really regret my actions. I really should have stayed in Texas. Like, I think that might have might have been perceived a little bit better, but, but no matter which way I look at this, I, th- I really think that it was too soon so for yeah quote unquote so for this particular topic for you what it breaks down to is not the fact that a person can go too soon on whatever their actions are per se it's in this particular topic or context it's what he himself went through it's it's his specific situation because of, of the severity and and just how 
drastically bad the situation it was and the fact that it, it, it is a life and death topic somewhat that we are talking about because it merits that sin, uh, sincerity and seriousness that's why for you it is too soon yeah because yeah. because i know for myself i for my for my job outside of the power podcast i live in the public sector so i'm held accountable i'm uh, there's a lot of things that i say and so since it's such a public forum there a lot of what i say can be criticized can be misconstrued what have you so i have to pick my words very carefully but i do ha uh, suffer snafus from time to time obviously i'm not the most perfect speaker of of anybody that's ever lived so i i will say the wrong thing from time to time uh one thing that i can think of is is i will repeat something and break news quote unquote that that the host themselves just uh, outlined just said word for word i'll just say oh by the way did you hear yes we yes philip we just heard that oh um well i'm sorry excuse me so in order to rectify and take ownership of that situation I will I will repeat that topic or story or break that news, quote-unquote, throughout the rest of the show because it's just a way for me to take ownership of it. It's kind of a way to, to be humble and acknowledge my mistake. But, be, but of course, me making that mistake doesn't mean anybody died. There was no, no outage at the radio station that I work at and, and somebody, you know, because of, oh, Philip, Philip killed the host, ah, ha, ha, ha. You know, there's there's nothing there to really, to really substitute as a life and death situation. Yeah, no, it that, that it's in, it completely changes the situation, doesn't yeah. it? So I, I really think we're looking at we're looking at something where he I don't think he had any any right to be to be joking about it in such a context as if it was like as if it was like ten years ago and you know he'd already already suffered like major political consequences for what he did and like it's like yep love cancun you guys you love cancun me too so great it wasn't that it was a week ago and it's still fresh people are still suffering so so for in this in this situation i think we've dubbed it that ted cruz himself it will forevermore it would be very hard to find a crevice upon which he could slither in there and find a not too soon so i think forevermore that would have been too soon regardless or not whether it was a week yeah or he's, it was a month. he's totally he's totally ruined the cancun joke for the rest of his life yes okay so next next one i think that there are a couple segments that we can go there's a self outing then the next one is of course a public outing but this is for a for a, a big topic of course we just today we're, we're recording this on a sunday to pull back the curtain here and just today on Twitter, there was a hashtag justice for Johnny Depp. And mm -hmm. right now, Amber Heard, uh, reportedly, it's, it's still in the works. We can't, we can't confirm anything. Nobody has really as of this moment of recording. Maybe by the time this comes out Wednesday, there will be something more concrete, more solid. But as of right now, Amber Heard reportedly was fired from production of Aquaman 2, Warner Bros. Uh, filming of Warner Bros. 2. And... Amelia Clark's being molded about being replacing her. I don't know. It, it's yeah, again, potential that, potential reunion of uh, Cal Drogo and his Khaleesi. Yes, yes, yes. I think I think that that's a that's a fun topic I have on the side. But it is yeah. that is that is very exciting if that happens. But 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 let's bring it back. I and there's a lot of there's a lot of jokes being spewed out. There's a lot of happy comments about this. 
But from what I've seen, from what I've found to be true in the late night circles, because I think that you can truly judge of whether or not... Here's a tip for you. A good barometer is if the late night comic hosts are making jokes of it, chances are it is at least broaching the time of no longer too soon. Maybe it's so topical. It's socially acceptable by that point, I think. It's generally or generally accepted at that point. Sure. But but I will I will I will bring up one thing like Jay Leno for example used to make Monica Lewinsky jokes all the time like excessively to the point where it was kind of kind of abusive to Monica Lewinsky who is a human being you know who has feelings and and has been going through abuse for for decades now. So I I do think that the late night isn't always late night comedy comedians are not always the ones to go off of. But yeah, right. in general, in general, I think, I think as long as long as, again, as long as you're not, um, as long as it doesn't get to the point where that person is starting to, uh, f- like feel abused by the, by the public, then then sure, sure. But the re- the only reason why I say that that's that's a good barometer at least of when to at least broach the subject, and in yes. this in this particular topic revolving around Amber Heard, I haven't seen a lot of late night comics. I haven't seen really a, a, a multitude of verified people, people that have a good sense of this. I haven't seen a lot of jokes being thrown out for this. Even SNL, like wh- whatever whatever public media. And you know where, why? Why is you that? know why is because I think people are people are afraid to land on the wrong side. You know because Abs- we don't absolutely. know. Like we really don't know what's what happens what happened. You know between the two of them and and. I think there are there are obviously people who who are strongly in favor of of Johnny Depp's side. I think there are a lot f- far fewer people on Amber Heard's side, but 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 the, the we don't know the facts and and we don't know what any court might rule in the future. And so I think that's why the late night comedians are like we're going to take a step back and we're going to wait until we have a little bit more information before yeah. we Yeah, Amber Heard and Johnny Depp have had a long, at this point, long, lengthy, and ugly trial sequence between them and a lot of court cases that have gone back and forth. Mm. There there have been developments pro-Amber Heard. There have been developments pro-Johnny Depp. I, myself, I find it hard to truly dive to the center of this Oreo cookie and just find out what's what's really going on. It's it's it from secondhand information. It's all very, very cluttered. There's there's obviously a, a huge amount of vitriol towards Amber Heard for the pro Johnny Depp side. I've seen that come through time and time again. I don't know if it's justified. To be completely honest, it's it's very hard to to make through. But in in this specific context, there's a lot of people that even though they aren't professional comedians, they aren't professional critiques they aren't professional joke writers what what have you uh, people who who usually comment on social things of determining whether or not it's too soon even that we have discussed that it is a long lengthy trial so this has been in the public domain uh, in the public eye for a long time and a lot of people have taken the yeah. liberty of making jokes at either johnny depp's or amber heard's expense is this is this a case of if it's a public occurrence and everybody's aware of it, but it's it's just such an ugly, ugly debate and conversation that is had, and, and a lot of people just either aren't aware or once they are, they they it's really hard to determine what side, if any, you want to come down on. It, is there a moment upon which we can specifically point to, David, that it is no longer mm. too soon, it remains to be too soon? Is there anything that we can 
we can help people guide through guide them through it's, to it's to a hard deliverance. to put your finger it's hard to put your finger on it it's uh i i I don't know. I, I can't really can't really answer that. But I will say this: I think a lot of a lot of what's being said now is coming from memers, you know, mm. redditors and 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 what and who are memers in in relation to what what things were like maybe fifty years ago? They are political cartoonists, effectively. It's kind of the same thing, That's or at good. least in like if you look if you were to read a, a newspaper, you would get uh, cartoons. Uh, People that every newspaper would have someone who would draw cartoons, um, artists, and and those had that those are kind of outdated now. And now we have people who make memes, and some memes are stupid and are about nonsense, and some are about politics and uh, and you know Hollywood and etc. So I I don't think that, political cartoonists have always sort of lived on the edge of what's you know, what's acceptable, what's okay, you know, it's always sort of push boundaries. And so we can expect the same thing from memers. Um, is, is that a word? Is memers a word? I, you know, not, you keep saying sure. it as if it is. I, I think we're going to allow it to be just for today, <laughs> just for this topic. But if anybody who listens to this, watches this, says it's not, I'm going to side with them immediately. I just want you yeah, to know okay. that I, I'm not going to take your side or have your back if it is not. I'm... I'm I'm coining it now. Memers, it's a word. If you okay. make memes, you're a memer. Um, yeah, I, I think that, that that they will sort of live on the edge because they're they're not really accountable. You know, it's not like they're standing up and giving a speech and going like, "Hey, look, I I made this meme. Don't you think it's funny? It's kind of edgy, no? No, they're ooh, sorry. You're you're so passionate about memers that you're just knocking your entire recording Whacking studio my microphone. Down. Yeah. yeah, I. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I, they're not. They're they're sort of hiding behind a computer screen, often with a pseudonym, protecting them from protecting right. their identity. So, so yeah, I think that they they have a different line. But us and anyone who's like who's speaking publicly, um, comedians, for example, are maybe going to shy away from it for you know out of desire to not be. Uh, what's the word? Um, In a, inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that too. Yeah, that that yeah. is always a fear of of saying the wrong thing, of at least having just like you have right now, having a filter in front of your words mm. to ensure that you're doing your best work, your your best quality is coming through. All right, so there's there's one. I I think did, did we did we boil it down to a to a a bullet point? Is that too soon? Is that is there a, a moment that we can mark? Is is I it just once I, there's I don't a final know that verdict? It's a moment. I th I think it is a I think watching the late night comedians is a is a good judge. Yeah. Saturday Night Live usually jumps on it a little bit sooner, maybe if if it's uh, if it's a matter like that, that where it takes time for it to stew and then become acceptable. I think SNL generally may jump on it a little bit sooner because they're a little bit more sort of more on the edge. They they they're more inclined. Whereas like Jimmy Fallon's got a you know he's got a reputation to to uphold. You know what I would say? I would say if you see a professional late night comedian talk about it and I would say give it at least two days of breathing room. I realize you won't be the first one to have the funniest comment. You won't be the first one to get the max amount of clicks. I get it. But what are the positives and the negatives associated with being the first one when it's just a funny response? If Chances are, yeah. if it's all that creative, if it's all that unique, it will still be funny two days later from when and they made the comment. I think it just, I, it just it, you offer yourself far less variance towards 
quote unquote being canceled if that if that's what you're worried about yeah. or just to being shunned publicly shunned that being said i mean if you if you you're, you're the you're the master of your own fate so uh you do you just the one thing i, I want to say is is just uh take care you know people have feelings take care of that you know sure sure even if they are public personas they still are people underneath all of that. All right, we go to our last one. And this one is interesting because what we've had so far is self, me too, or self, me too, I, yikes. Self, too soon. We have too soon. public, too soon instances. And then now we get to the almost personal too soon where I've seen situations in my life of there are people in social circles that I've dabbled in, whether they be family whether they be theater communities, whether they be friend communities, whether they be work communities. Sincerely, I've, I've seen it all throughout each and every spectrum that while it did not raise to a level of prominence that it needed to be reported on by the media or it was picked up by any long trending topic or anything, it didn't gain any mass notoriety. Within those social circles, it was contentious to say the least it was talked about even if behind closed doors it was a discussion point of too soon the one that i can think of that probably best suits this description is if somebody who is avidly against wearing a mask perhaps they're a karen at costco who is yelling at, a, at an employee for asking them to put on a mask and says my rights are being taken away whatever it may be just people that are just completely against any and all forms of wearing a mask all of a sudden catches a rather severe case of COVID where maybe they have to be hospitalized. But I, I'd say for the sake of this discussion, they make it out okay. For By the end of it, uh, they are all fine. At what point, if any, since you at least have some sort of personal pseudo connection, whether or not it's just a friend, maybe it's a family member, maybe it's a family member you don't like, maybe it's a friend you don't necessarily like or an ex-friend or a work, an ex-work friend, at what point, if any, is it too soon to comment something friggin' hilarious? Something just absolutely worth the time and place that you took to type and just, just hit all the keyboards. As soon as as soon as they're not at risk of dying, I'm I, I think that then it's acceptable. Like yeah. I really I have no tolerance for people who are who are uh reckless, stupid uh endangering other people nope never so, too soon so the moment they get unless checked they, out of the unless they are dying then they you know right. then they, right. i'm Being, not gonna be slightly tasteful i i think uh so if it was if it was up to you hoffman you would greet them at the exit of the hospital doors with a mask on maybe even a hazmat suit mm -hmm. obviously because they're probably still contagious but you would be next to the person with the bill and you would yourself be next to them with a laptop just saying, I'd be, and I'd, comment, enter. I'm going for it. I would be there spraying them with like with hand sanitizer or something, like squirting it at them or something like that. Uh, well, well, yes, yes. If it, as long as it wasn't just, at the beginning of quarantine where there, it, was at a, it, was, it was at a loss. But oh, sure. Oh, no, it's... Uh, or sure. maybe, 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 I'd maybe find some cheap vodka. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what you could do is it could be like a, a faux wedding ceremony where instead of rice, you're just yeah. throwing up, you're just flicking, <laughs> just making it rain you're vodka, just spraying vodka, yeah, vodka and Germex, just just having a gray goose ceremony, or like, or like 
you know how you know how um uh when you're exercising you flick flick holy water i'd do that with with some kind of some kind of alcohol the only thing i would worry about is open open alcohol within open orifices of the human body can that can't you get drunk if you put vodka in your eye or something or not drunk or yeah but it's not it's not likely to get in their eye i don't think I don't All know. Right. If, if you're I mean, making this is rain. this is a pretty unlikely scenario anyway. Okay. So, anyways, the point. So, no, being, I don't think there's a point where it, where it's too soon. In that kind of case, no. As long once they have escaped danger, once they have moved past any and all harm from within the chance of dying, they are they're good. What if what if? Okay, I'm just gonna I'm gonna make it a little bit harder. What if they have a post afterwards that says I'm still against uh, wearing a mask. Uh, I'm gonna forevermore have lung issues, but I'm strong enough to overcome it or something. Within that post, is that all right to comment a snarky little little? Yeah, Hoffman I think it's totally comment? all right. I think it's it's. I would encourage it even. Tell them that they're being they're being reckless and stupid. All right, it's good. See, we've created we've created a couple guidelines. One, if you are yourself are at the center of a controversy or a controversial topic, and you're the cause of a life and death situation just don't don't take ownership of it just apologize ask for forgiveness but you will forevermore be too soon next if it's if it's in the middle of a long and lengthy contentious uh public topic that's incredibly ugly wait until somebody of authority some professional who with better lawyers than you has taken the the ability and the bold steps to go and brave this new frontier of comedy. Wait for them, and even then, give them just two days. Give them two business days. If it's a weekend, wait for the media to come back and rejoin on Monday to see if and how there was any negative reaction. That's your next checklist. And finally, if you know the person, and as long as it's not a life-or-death situation, again, that's going to keep coming up because we want to be tasteful about life and death. If it's not to that mm-hmm. severity, go ahead, have at it. Go ahead and click that that enter button and be as snarky and hilarious as you think you might be. Because yeah. at, at worst, I, you might you might just get a stern head shake. Yes, go ahead. Can Dave. I link? Can I link the, the little mask wearing example to to our first example? So imagine if someone caught COVID because they refused to wear a mask, and then and then infected someone. And then they recovered, the other person died, and then they walk out of the, the hospital, rip their mask off, and go, ah, fresh air, isn't it lovely? That's kind of what Ted Cruz did. Don't you think? It's, yeah, it's it's certainly, I would say that that's at least more personal, so therefore I, it's kind well, of yeah, hard. yeah, it's on a much smaller It's a much scale. more scholar, sc- smaller scale, and I'd say that it's more personal, and I think that the ability of Ted Cruz to not, sympathize or empathize because it wasn't as direct as that shows somewhat shows what he was thinking underneath again i'm trying to not make this political yeah well look i mean i don't know we don't know how much he empathizes but but he's clearly tone deaf in this case so so there we go (sighs) we have our pointers for you we hope uh, we hope that helps so this is fun factoid of the week and I have a very fun factoid for you guys. A factoid actually has this definition. Oh. An item of unreliable information that is reported and repeated so often 
that it becomes accepted as fact. So th th this statement in, ex in itself is, is a fact, not a factoid, because a factoid would be something would be something that's actually not true that's just sort of accepted as true because people just talk about it say it so often however in america it has evolved and is being used to mean a a small fact like a little fact you know okay that's interesting that you go there because this i thought i was going to be the controversial one this week because mm. i have two i have one i have a substitute factoid if you don't accept my first factoid I don't know how okay. you wouldn't, but if you don't accept it as a factoid, then I have another one. My factoid okay. of the week, my 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 first initial fun factoid is Oreo cookies and cream is the best Hershey's kiss out there. There's no debate in my mind. It is absolutely phenomenal, delicious, and I, I can and have eaten this week an unhealthy amount of Hershey's kisses that, that were Oreos, cookies, and cream. I mean, it's it's not a fact at all. It's very much an opinion, but uh, but I, I I mean I couldn't speak to it because I've never tried it. So oh my friend, try it. Okay, so then I'll I'll just I'll end it here. Then I will go with an actual fact. The anus is the first part of the human body that forms in the womb, meaning mm. meaning even biology knows that booty is to be respected. <laughs> all right, we moved to once more and. We we listen. I think that that's what the uh, the the epitome yeah. of this podcast needs to be. We listen to you, the people. So in order to best serve you, the people, you are following listening audience, our loyal listening audience. We are going to have a discussion uh, motivated by one of our listeners who wanted us to have a topic about cinnamon rolls. We're going to talk to you about our favorite or what is the best breakfast treats so a mm. couple things i think we need to have all of our contenders out on the table of course cinnamon rolls are out there on on the on the table we've yep, got pancakes we've got pancakes and waffles would, would you want to obviously yeah yeah would you want to no, join they're, those they're two? separate we should we should definitely maybe we should address uh, address both separately we've got um, muffins yeah muffins sure and, i mean and, there's so many and then there's um, crepes Okay, yeah. I would say the, those? the only other one that, that possibly might slither its way into this discussion, and I'm curious to see what you would think. It's not as it's not as sugary as the others, but a croissant. Does a croissant work for you in this debate? Uh sure. Sure, okay. because uh, because a, a crepe, I'm not going to call it a crepe. Uh, a crepe is also not necessarily sweet. It's not sweet on its own. You know, okay. you might put sweet things on it. Which same, you could you could do the same with a, a croissant. So yeah, same with a waffle. I, I'd say a pancake is much more sweet than a waffle tends to be. Mm, I mean, I suppose it really just depends on how you make them. Because I mean, there's some people that say, "Why would you eat a pancake?" Because a waffle is the same thing, but it's like it's a nicer, it's a more, it's a better shape for pouring far more syrup structure. On. It's but yeah, more yeah. So, I mean, I don't really, like, I can't even be bothered to, to get a waffle iron because I love pancakes, so. Yeah, so you're just so lazy. This That's is where we disagree. Are. Yeah, you're just far more lazy. <laughs> oh, lazy right. or cheap, I don't know, but. All right, if we have our six, if we have our six that we just listed out, I'd say bringing up the rear is croissants. I love croissants. If you ever want to poison mm. me, put out a breakfast croissant in the middle of the table or something, and I will always eat it. I will eat a croissant any and all times I find it. 
If I have to buy it, there's a barrier of entry. But if it's for free, I will always eat a croissant. Oh, wait. So it's at number six for you. So it's, it's a, your lowest. It is my lowest, and this particular. You just said all reasons that you love it. I love it, but I've realized that there's a bias associated with that, and okay. and I I think that one of our qualifications in this has to be how how it can also serve as a quote unquote breakfast dessert. How it can mm. how it can serve to add to a meal, not necessarily just be the meal, or and also croissants. I think we you have to make a lot of modifiers in order for it to become a sandwich, in order for it to be just more so than just a piece of bread, flaky and delicious as it may be. So at number six comes in croissants. I think we can both agree on that. No, I I would put muffins at six. See, muffins for me, I'm going to be putting fairly high. I think that they're probably going to be number three at minimum for me because they are just absolutely so versatile and there's i think a lot of people have different definitions within the within it you you don't have a non-opinion on a certain muffin banana nut or blueberry or chocolate those three all people have one that they love one that they hate and one that they're that they're fine having as a general muffin if if all their favorites are gone those three muffins Yes, the General Brands muffin. So next would be a crepe. I'm going to put that at number five because me, myself, I like a little more sustenance, a little more bready texture than, than what the crepe provides me. Where would it land on your list? Uh, crepe uh, it would probably be up quite I got him to say high. crepe. Ah, you bastard. Uh, the crepe would be at probably at number two. Um, I would put uh, the croissant at, at number five. Okay. Uh, next one would be the waffle. Let's go with waffle. Mm. Waffle for me comes in at number two. Number two uh, is the I'm, waffle. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put waffle at. I, I gotta put waffle at number four. I think. See, for me, the waffle is so structured that each little square or big square you can you can have a, a waffle that's the normal size of a pancake and just make it four because of how just dynamic the waffle is mm-hmm. you can have a different portion here a breakfast portion here a sweet portion here a healthy portion up there there's so much you can do with a waffle it's so versatile and so structured god i just love efficiency oh it's delicious next we have the pancake for me that comes uh, in at number four Mm, pancake for me has got to be number one. Okay, that's fine. But but let me be clarify. I I make sure make a case just for your about one. the best the best pancakes around. Like I make really really good pancakes. You do make a pretty the good best pancake. that I've had. I've never I've never yeah Phil's had my pancakes. I've never I've never had anything from IHOP or Denny. Well Denny's. <laughs> I don't know why yeah. Denny's, but any other gourmet um, pancake house never. I went to Richard Walker's Pancake House in San Diego. Doesn't match up. I make the best pancakes around. And see, for me, I'd say the general, the general public accessed pancake and waffle. The waffle is the far superior brand, and thus always more expensive because they hold themselves to a higher quality and standard. That's why I would go the average. Okay. Finally, finally, we land at the at the cinnamon rolls, which for me does rank number one. I am going to put it as number one. Mm. Because you don't have it all the time, so it remains something of a specialty. Two, hot and fresh out of the oven, 
the the encompassing smell that comes with it just mm-hmm. fills a house. It's absolutely just gorgeous. You can eat that smell. That smell is absolutely dynamic. And for yeah, it does have a little bit of. It does reheat well. It does have a little bit of maneuverability. You can you can have a different type of glaze. You can make the the dough part of a cinnamon roll different than just what the normal standard dough is. There's there's some things you can do with it, but just for nothing if nothing else, that smell is to die for. It's heavenly. Yeah, it comes in at three for me, and I absolutely love cinnamon. It's one of my favorite things in the world. It only really comes in th- at at three for me because. Because I don't really have it for breakfast. Oh, wow. I, it's more of a dessert treat for me. Uh, and, and here, generally. Like, I in love, the Netherlands. I love cinnamon roll. No, not the Netherlands. Just in my family, maybe. You know, oh, the, way okay. we, the way we've always done things. It's more of a dessert thing. And it's sort of it. We don't usually have it for breakfast. And so I don't really associate it with breakfast. But I do. Absolutely. Everything that you said. Love cinnamon rolls. I don't know that I've ever gotten one from Cinnabon, though. All right, Phil, here we are, uh, our fifth game, the third one for you, mm-hmm. and I thought we'd stay in the spirit of, in the spirit of our main topic of joke telling. Let's take a look at the best people to do it. Oh. I've got here a list of the top five highest paid comedians of 2019, according to Forbes. Okay. So this will be some, this will be kind of similar to your quiz last week where you'll get, um, uh, three hints and three strikes. So three strikes and you're out. Um, you get three hints, um, and you just got to name. So let me clarify. I think that's the first four you definitely would be able to get. I think I don't number five. I'm not so sure about at least for me. So if you can tell me the first four, and then I'll let you. I'll let you go with any number, any one of five through seven. So there's three. You have you have three chances. There's there's okay. three possible answers for what what I'm going to consider number five. Okay, my only my only clarification that I need is: okay. Do all these people have a stand-up comedy of some kind? Yes. So okay. My, the the hints that you'll get is the name of their their latest special on Netflix. Okay, because so I for for some of those that's a 2020 special, and for some of them it's 2019, and then for one of them it's a 2018. Cool, because I, I, I realized, I think for me, somebody on there that could possibly be on that list would be like Melissa McCarthy, but I don't think she's ever done stand-up per se. All right. Yeah, uh, these are stand-up comedians. All right. I think number one, if not at top of the list, has to be Dave Chappelle. No. No, oh. actually not. No, I think a lot of his specials are... Uh, he did come out with a special in 2020. Yes. But uh, but he wasn't... Oh. He, he kind of fell by the wayside for, for some for some years there. Yes, I'm so sorry. He's I, actually not. He I, um. Let me darn. Let me I, see if he's further down on the list. Yeah, because uh, I. That's I, certainly possible. I forgot you said 2019. You're you're absolutely right. I should have accounted for that. He was much more of a recent phenomenon. Uh, at least. Well, in, he, I mean, he back obviously he was big back in the day, and then he sort of had a right, comeback right. recently. Right, but I'm saying as far as earning power. Okay. Uh, yes. Then yeah. number one on this list probably has to be Kevin Hart. Uh, yes, absolutely. You're absolutely correct. Kevin Hart. <laughs> let me look at the number. He, uh, yeah, $59 million. Yeah. And Kevin... uh, his most recent uh, special, Zero Fucks Given. Yes, he's uh, he's certainly 
a very much of a I, he's very much a salesman, which is not bad. I, I wouldn't say he's inauthentic necessarily, but he certainly does enjoy making money. Uh, let's mm-hmm. see who else makes that list. Oh, John Mulaney. John Mulaney. Let's go with John Mulaney. Again, no. Darn. Nope. He's okay. not on that list. All right, I'm gonna use my hint for one of the five through seven people. Give me a give me a, a hint on one of our five through seven people. Uh, okay. Um, your hint is uh, the his most recent uh, stand up special, "Stay Hungry." Stay hungry. Does that so I'm, tell I'm, you anything? I'm you know sh- what? I, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you all three of their stand up specials, and you can if you see if you, if you recognize any of them. One show fits all. Okay. Kind of a, a heavier set comedian and growing. The only female in the in these top seven. Wow, I'm surprised in the, that I, that doesn't sound like an Amy Poehler film or a, a stand-up special. You know who I'm going to go with for a bigger one is Gabriel Iglesias. There you go. Yeah, okay, that's, uh, you got two, and you you have you have two strikes. So <sighs> you've used one hint and two strikes. Man, one sh- one size fits all. I feel like that's I. I no, you I, got that. That that's what the one you got, right? Oh, oh, fantastic! One show fits all. That was Gabriel Iglesias, okay. and uh, and the other the other two there were Amy Schumer, and Sebastian. So the number five is Sebastian Maniscalco. Oh yeah, wouldn't have known that. All right, cool. Yeah. And so I'm still I'm still viable. I just need to get three. Let me think. Give me another hint, please. Give me another hint. Okay. So the number two is uh, the their most recent uh, stand-up special is called Twenty Three Hours to Kill on Netflix. Dang. Oh, you know what? I don't think that this is this person, but I'm gonna say uh, Jerry Seinfeld. That is that person. Yeah, you got it. Oh yeah, baby. Yeah. All right, and give me my last yeah, hint well since done. I'm since I'm already working on on this. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, his most recent stand-up special is Noble Ape. Noble? 2020. <laughs> wow. Noble Ape. I'm trying to think. Who on earth would feel confident enough to put a monkey joke as the title of their... I don't think I'm going to be going off of that because I, I don't know who it is. So what I will say is I'm going to go with... Okay, I'll say I'll give you I'll give you a free hint on on this the, the other one. So not this one, but the other one. It's not not his special, but I will say his his the number f- so the one I gave you the hint for Noble Ape is number 3. Number 4 is uh his special was in 2018 because he's been pretty busy otherwise as a comedian. Man, this is this is tough because I'm I'm I think the only female I think I can name the female, but I just I already honestly, told I don't you remember. the fe- I already told you the female is Amy Schumer. That was oh one, Amy that was Schumer, you're right, you're seven. absolutely right. Yeah. So now I'm just trying to think oh. of who's the males left. Who are like big names in comedy right now that I just can't think of? You know what? I'm gonna go with. Darn, this is so sad. I'm gonna go with. Oh, this is pathetic. I'm gonna go with Larry the Cable Guy and just take my lumps. Nope, nope. Do you want to do you want to take one more guess? Save yourself. Save myself you from. Gave, you did give me one one extra guess. I um, did last time around. So I did. Let's go with man. Oh, oh, 
Uh, Jim Gaffigan. Yes. Oh. Yes, you got it. Okay, you got one more. You got one more. If you can get it, oh. you'll be our first winner on the on uh, on powwow. Man, this is incredible. Who are the comedians of our time? I'm trying to go through Instagram in my mind. I don't. It, David can see my hands. I'm I'm literally I'm just looking yeah, up no. to the heavens for help. Who on earth is funny besides us? <laughs> Who on earth? Ah, oh, this is so frustrating because I feel like I'm going. To, I'm you're gonna say it and I'm gonna know it. You know what? I I I don't. I man, yeah, give nah, up. I give up. Ah, Trevor Noah. Oh. I feel like this is your Jason Momoa because I yes I I recognize the name yes I'm I understand how you that you know why he's why yes. he's the fourth highest uh, highest paid comedian yes I get it all yeah I understand and I get yeah. it all but at the same time I I I just I I wouldn't have gotten there I would have probably thought maybe Ricky Gervais maybe I don't know but anyways you know, all right that would have been an acceptable guess let me let me let me just see uh. Let me just see if I can see if uh, Dave Chappelle was even on on the top ten. Yeah. Nope. Not there. The well, other, other three were Terry, Terry, Terry Fatter, Jeff Dunham, and Aziz Ansari. All right. Aziz, I might have been able to get. All right. Go ahead and give us our list of scores here, David. Okay. So uh, unfortunately, we are still a bunch of losers, <laughs> and uh, I am zero for two, and Phil is now zero for three, and. We've got a few. Uh, we got. We can. We can break it down into how many questions we've gotten right. But uh, we'll leave that. If you want to check that out, we'll we'll post it on our Instagram pretty soon. So, so stay tuned there. All right. So we are almost done with this podcast. Just a few last things to wrap up. Uh, got to clean up the campground, as it were. David, you always make sure you put out yeah. the fire and clean up the campground better than you, you know, better than you started out with. First off, we want to your marsh, marshmallow roasting sticks. Yeah, well, you yeah the sticks. You oh you can leave some marshmallows out for the bears. They enjoy that. We are going to uh, thank both uh, Tara Amstutz and for all of her lovely imaging for the entirety of the podcast. It's beautiful and. And thank you very much to Cass and Crossland for our intro and outro music and to Jake Corlang for that bass line. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you continue to listen, whether it's on Spotify, Apple Music, Apple uh, <laughs> Apple Podcasts. I said Jake should, should say, my goodness, I'm just it's all that sugar from all the marshmallows earlier in the in the episode. Uh, thank you for listening on Google Podcasts. We are we are everywhere. That's what this is all going to break down to. We are everywhere. Except for Pandora, because Pandora, we don't need you. We don't need your help. We don't want your help. We just don't deserve you. Take care now, and you look out for bears. <laughs>